0: Hi, Welcome to TheAnalysis.News. I'm Paul Jay and we'll be back in just a few seconds with Alexander Buzgalin. Please don't forget the donate button and subscribe and share and all of that. This is the beginning of a series of interviews and discussions about what modern socialism might look like. At the heart of the Western anti-socialist and anti-communist worldview, is that socialism and communism necessarily represent a massive concentration of power in the hands of government, often a single party and often even a single individual man. The ideas of Marx are said to appear just and progressive, but public ownership of the economy, these people argue, is inherently anti-democratic and will inevitably lead to the rise of dictatorship and a cult of a leader's personality. These anti-socialists and anti-communists argue that as bad as a system of private property may be, it's better than anything else, and it's better to try to rein in the excesses of capitalism than move towards socialism. I'm not going to address here the absurdity that capitalism is better by comparison, a system that has given us two world wars, endless smaller wars, various forms of fascism, and threatens organized human society with its inability, as as it's blinded by the need to produce maximum profits, to deal with the climate crisis and the threat of nuclear war. Now, the question here is, would a form of socialism be better? No individual is more the embodiment of what is depicted as the horrors of socialism and communism than Joseph Stalin. In schools, we are taught that in the 20th century, there were Two forms of totalitarianism, fascism and communism. Hitler and Stalin are portrayed as two sides of the same coin. To understand Stalin and why the Soviet Union became a repressive and murderous state, while still defending progressive values like socialized health care and full employment, I think is critical to developing a vision for what socialism might look like in the future. So here to discuss Stalin and the Soviet Union is Alexander Busgalin. He's a professor, director of Center of Modern Marxist Studies at Lomonosov Moscow State University. I hope I said that right. He's chief editor of the left Marxist journal, Alternatives, Russian, an academic journal dealing with problems in political economy. He's also vice president of the World Political Economy Association, and he's one of the organizers of the Russian social forums. Thanks so much for joining us again, Alexander.
1: Thank you very much for the opportunity to be with you and to discuss so important questions.
0: So it's a, it's, a, it's a very complicated question, and, and it's going to take some time. I don't know if we're really going to solve this in one session, and I know it's late for you. So, so let's start, and, and you know we can always do more than one part uh, on another day. So, so when Marx and Engels talked about the dictatorship of the proletariat, um, I don't think they would have used maybe those words if they knew what was coming in the 20th century. Uh, you know, Hitler and, and otherwise, and Stalin, for that matter. Um, but their vision of what socialism would be as a transitory stage towards communism, socialism still has classes. Communism, in theory, uh, is a classless society w- without much of any state at all, actually. That's the irony of all this. Um, but, but they thought that socialism and the dictatorship of the proletariat, if I understand it correctly, meant... Democracy for working people, using the state as a coercive uh, force over the elites to stop capitalism from coming back and so on. But it it was a democratic vision. It wasn't just a dictatorship of a party. So talk about Stalin and and how how does the theory of Marx and Engels, at least people attribute it to, uh, give rise to uh, a figure like stalin and a state like that soviet state
1: so you put many questions in one and i even don't know how can i start maybe the first and the most important uh, idea which i want to stress uh, stalin's uh, system uh, was a real uh, power of bureaucracy state and communist party bureaucracy so called nomenklatura And this power was superstructure, but it was the the body. Uh, Stalin's regime was like a parasite, parasite on the body of a life organism. A life organism was um, Soviet Union, other countries, where people were creating by their hands, their brains, their common activity in new society. Uh, Soviet Union was not only well-known because of the free-of-charge health care, free-of-charge education system, uh, guarantees of jobs, and so on. But this is not nothing, by the way. Uh, the most important, we had a new type of personality, new type of culture, new type of ideas to build new, just world where people will create by their hands the history. And the beginning, especially in 1920s, during new economic policy, and even after that, even in Stalin's years, we had a lot of enthusiasm, enthusiasm of masses, of millions of people who were building together a new society. And without this enthusiasm, without this communist collectivity, some elements of this communist collectivity, we never could have a victory over fascism in second world war of course for us uh, people uh, world war ii was mainly in the ocean but let's look the reality against soviet union were together germany italy all east european countries including poland uh, denmark holland belgium all these quasi-democratic countries Capitulated without any real struggle when Hitler occupied these countries and police of these countries gave list of all Jews who were killed or who were in camps, in prisons. And these countries, Belgium and so on, were producing armaments, tanks, guns to kill 27 million of Soviet people and another millions and millions of people in europe in asia everywhere so soviet union was fighting against the whole europe spain fascism portugal fascism italy fascism france under the occupation of germany fascism germany fascism belgium denmark holland everywhere fascism, austria czechoslovakia which was in 1939 uh producer of armaments in the same scale as germany capitulated all europe capitulated when hitler said let's move together against soviet union and capital said okay and even britain first of all said okay we love you mr hitler because we hate soviet union so it is very long story and uh, of course, forms of Stalinism and forms of uh, fascism were, in some aspects, similar. But there is, uh, there is similarity of absolutely different uh, phenomena. For example, dolphin and shark. One is animal, another is fish. But they look like very similar and the nature is absolutely opposite. So Stalin's dictatorship, first of all, was not only dictatorship of uh, bureaucracy. Stalin's system was again parasite on the body of a life-developing uh, socialist trend, not socialism. We did not finish this process, but a real trend of creation of new society.
0: Hang on for one sec. Just, Just elaborate that a little bit. You're saying the Soviet Union was a trend towards socialism, but had not actually achieved socialism. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes, that's what I said, and we must remember that during uh, it was only seventeen seventy years, seventy years for appearance of qualitatively new society is very very uh, young. <laughs> I don't know, it's like two three years old kid. Yeah, yeah. Because and um, by the way, it's very important also. This is theory, but important theory. Uh, communism a realm of freedom for Marxists. Uh, is negation, dialectical negation, not only of capitalism, but of the whole epoch of uh, alienation, whole epoch of exploitation, whole epoch of terrible relations where personality is determined by slavery, by feudal lords, by Asia despot, uh, how to say, dictatorship, like in China, in India, and so on, uh, and capital, and market. All this must be dialectically negated. To overcome all this realm of necessity, this is again quotation from Marx and Engels, is necessary to change everything what uh, we human being had during thousands and thousands of years. It's extremely complex task, extremely. It's necessary to overcome all forms of alienation. And in Soviet Union and other countries with socialist trends, we started this process. We made first steps. We created social sector. We created, first of all, during new economic policy, uh, real uh, initiative from below to build cooperatives. Uh, Forced collectivization was later. And Soviet Union was different stalin's period is a relatively small time period of time it's uh, really 10 years before war and a few years after war and the war itself world war and it was a period when all world war was unjust let's try to remember democratic britain but millions of people are killed in colonies indians are not people of course When Stalin was killing Russians, uh, Georgians, Ukrainians, it was terrible. But when democratic British guys were killing Indians, it was okay. When French democratic guys were killing uh, people in Africa, it was okay. And it's everywhere. When in Vietnam, United States were killing uh, 20 million people, by the way. If all victims we put together uh, civil and uh, during the war, so it was a period of Stalinism everywhere. When Churchill, after the uh, end of the Second World War, said, it's a very good idea uh, to use nuclear bombs against Soviet Union. We have nuclear bombs. They don't have. So let's make this. It will be very humanistic. We made first experiment in, Germany, in uh, Japan. It was a wonderful result. Half a million people killed during a few seconds. Why not? I'm sorry for these emotions, but this is important. And um, uh, it's necessary to understand. Yes, we had the dictatorship. We have political repressions. We have ideological domination, and it was terrible. But in many aspects, capitalism of the late of the nineteenth and the first half of the twentieth century was also not. I don't know, beautiful puppet. Uh, puppet, yeah, small, small dog, yeah.
0: Well, Hitler is a, a genuine, not a bastard of capitalism. It's a Hitler and fascism, a, a genuine child of capitalism. Yeah.
1: And what is also important, uh, German capitalism was based on the market. It was uh, no evolution of market. It was based on the private property. Hitler even supported private property of small business. It's like a god for liberals, uh, small private business. Capital of Germany was supported by Hitler, huge corporations and small capital of Germany was supported. Small business of um, Germany was supported by Hitler. This small bourgeoisie was one of the main social and political forces for victory of Hitler. So uh, Hitlerism. Uh, Fascism, National Socialism was based on the uh, capitalism. And Stalin's uh, deformations, terrible deformations, but they were on the basis of first attempts to build communism, I can say. And we had these trends of communism. But now in 21st century, of course, there are a lot of absolutely new trends and opportunities and possibilities. And we have more options where we can see elements of communism not only socialism we are using um, wikipedia we are using a lot of informational resources uh, i'm telling very well-known things but it's important now we have big space where people are producing for free without money as motivation without dictatorship of bureaucrats without ghost plan they're producing for free Very important values for everybody, and everybody can consume these values. Better to say, not consume to use for co-creativity. Again, for free.
0: Okay, let's go back to.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, it's my favorite topic. (laughs) Yes.
0: Why? 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 Why did Stalin emerge? Well, first of all, is Stalin the figure to be blamed? There's a process here. It's not just uh, this one guy. Um, the the use of force uh, to eliminate enemies, uh, this wasn't just Stalin, this was also with Lenin. Of course, of course, what you say is true about all the other countries. as I said in my introduction, nothing in what we're talking about here is to suggest that frankly, far worse crimes have been committed uh, by the various capitalist countries, starting with the United States, especially since World War II. So none of this is to say somehow this capital system is 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 uh, preferable, and clearly whatever formal democracy there is in these Western countries, it certainly does not apply uh, to the countries under their control in Asia, Africa, and Latin America. They're, they don't have any problem supporting and promoting dictatorships and so on and so on. So uh, nothing I'm going to say is to suggest this something so democratic about the West. All that being said. We on you know who want socialism have to be you know very honest and clear about you know what went wrong in the Soviet Union to start with, and then we could have another conversation about China. So why why does such a, a a really brutal police state emerge in the midst of this revolutionary enthusiasm you talk about?
1: Uh, of course, this is a huge question and very long debates. Uh, we wrote, uh, together with my friend uh, Andrei Kalganov and my wife Ludmila Bulavka, a book, uh, Soviet Union, Optimistic Tragedy. And uh, this is a very complex analysis of all different contradictions and so on. I try to summarize. Uh, first of all, uh, in the uh, late 90s, early 20th century, in such countries as russian empire a semi-periphery country we had from one hand necessity to overcome capitalism necessity to overcome capitalism from another hand we had absolute minimum of prerequisites to start creation of socialism. it's like to build capitalism in 15th century it's possible it was possible in italy really started to build capitalism market in 15th century. What was the result? Inquisition, terrible dictatorship, permanent civil wars, uh, immorality, and so on. But also wonderful art, some successes in uh, science, technique, and so on. So when we have this contradiction, socialism is necessary and socialism is nearly impossible, the situation creates such phenomena as Soviet Union. Why it was necessary? Because, because Okay, why do,
0: why do you say it was necessary?
1: Yes, why I said that uh, socialism was necessary. First World War. People are dying for nothing. Millions, 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 together more than 10 million people for nothing. Colonies. Russian Empire, it was empire we had inside Russia, colonies. Enormous contradictions inside country. Social differentiation was extremely high than now, even in the United States. We had real poverty for poor peasants, and we had enormous spendings of uh, uh, money and everything uh, among aristocracy, semi-feudal aristocracy, and uh, billionaires. So, extremely deep contradictions, and the war created situation when the only solution was revolution. You know the slogan of young guys. The only solution revolution it was reality and uh, first of all in russian empire democratic bourgeois revolution took place in february 1917 and only after that when uh, bourgeois bourgeoisie could not take power and make real democratic changes bourgeoisie didn't wanted to give land to the peasants they don't want to give didn't want to give power to the soviets real organs of self-management, which were built from below. They did not do this. When
0: These are like workers' councils, right?
1: Workers' councils, yes. It, it was councils of soldiers, of peasants, of workers growing from below. Bolsheviks uh, only uh, in August, September took uh, majority in Soviets. Before, it was no not Bolsheviks' organs. They were growing from below. And what was after so-called coup d'etat in October nineteen seventeen, during a few months, uh, in all regions of Russia, all regions of Russian Empire, Soviets, not Bolsheviks, Soviets, took power. And only in twenty percent of the regions uh, uh, was violence and not big. The biggest was in Moscow, uh, two, three thousand people were killed from two sides then peaceful revolution when bolsheviks uh, arrested uh, um, future leaders of white guard uh, anti-revolutionary forces they put them for two days in the fortress then came and zerzhinsky chief of uh, vchika future so-called kgb he came and uh, asked please give us honest word of officer that you will not attack soviet power And all these generals said, we tell, we never will attack Soviet power. We are aristocrats. Our word means that we are telling true. Next week, they started aggression. But they didn't have power. Until uh, summer uh, 1918, it was no civil war. It was the development of Soviet power. And only when Germany, Turkey, and so on from one hand, Britain, France, United States, Japan, from another hand, when they, together with Czech um, uh, and so on, uh, started occupation of uh, former Russia, only in this period really started world uh, civil war. It was attacked mainly from outside on the Soviet power. It's a real history, and it was written, by the way, one of the wonderful British historians. I'm not telling you about Soviet history, British historian. Uh, I forgot his name now. So, uh, and in this situation, first, uh, years of uh, civil war and terrible pandemic. It was hispanca, his, his pen, uh, influencer. And the uh, biggest part of the victims of civil war was because of the pandemic, not because of the war itself. And after that, 1922, Country completely destroyed by world war and civil war. Uh, what started to do Lenin in this situation? Yes, it was one party system, but it was a lot of different fractions inside uh, Communist Party. And some of fractions were like, uh, let's say, like Social Democrats, uh, Bukharin and his friends. Some were like radical Communists, Trotsky and his friends. Some were conservative left, uh, which we have a lot n- now in Russia. And it was uh, not a political, multi-party political system, but it was a real competition of different forces. We had the real power of Soviets in this period. We had a lot of forms of participation of workers in management and in control. Uh, Lenin's initiative to create so-called rap Uh, It was a union of organ where workers, only workers, uh, had power to control everybody, including Communist Party. And this organ was uh, integrated with uh, Party Control Commission, which was independent from Central Committee. Stalin was nobody. He was just secretary, technical secretary in Communist Party. Then it was uh, chairman of the government, uh, president... mm, uh, uh, chairman of the soviets uh, and so on so it was a very complex system uh, and new economic policy was first example of mis- mixed economy with market and plan with different forms of property with enormous amount of different cultural trends uh, so-called uh, avant-garde art started in this period and developed in very beautiful and ugly forms so it was a very interesting period we have one hundredth anniversary of this, by the way, economic policy. This is
0: a, through, throughout the early
1: 1920s. Yes, it started in 1921, really. And it was until first five-year plan, until 20, 1928, something like that. But then uh, bureaucracy appeared from below, and enthusiasm of the builders of communism, those who had victory in civil war, were going down, and power of Mishanin. Uh, you know it's a Russian word which doesn't have uh, exact translation it's a uh, uh, uh people who wants to have peaceful life money commodity family and nothing else so-called like market confo- conformism yeah. uh, and they like bureaucracy especially paternalistic bureaucracy paternalistic bureaucracy gave them uh, uh, education, health care, guarantees of job, um, peaceful life. They protect from Hitler and protected realists. Uh, they created an army which could defeat Hitler. So this uh, Misciani received a lot from this uh, paternalistic bureaucracy. And who were really killed by Stalin. It was not mainly intelligence, it was mainly real subjects of social creativity subjects who were trying to build new country one half of the delegates of the congress of communist party uh, who started to argue with stalin a lot of offices in the kgb it was obpu in that period uh, and then those who didn't want to have repressions uh, a lot of generals from army who didn't want to have dictatorship a lot of um, party leaders from below who were trying to build democracy. It was struggle of uh, this uh, mission, of these conformist masses, masses together with Stalin's bureaucracy in this block of paternalistic life, bureaucratic paternalistic life, against those who wanted to build history, to create new society, to build socialism, to create new society. To be creators of the history and uh, also we had a lot of different uh, artists uh, writers even well known such as bulgakov who is uh, typically shown in the western press as anti-communist dissident and so on he wrote a play in favor of stalin and it was a lot of conformists uh, from liberal intelligentsia who said stalin is great they received, in Moscow, you can see uh, these memorial uh, uh, you know, announcements in the all main beautiful buildings in the center of Moscow are full of these uh, signs. Here we are poet, writer, uh, artist, uh, actor, and so on. So they received from Stalin also a lot.
0: Yeah, you get a a nice apartment. You get lots of people applauding you.
1: Yes, yes. And it was real support. And it was really good art. This is paradox. Uh, It's impossible to say that it was, even inside uh, Communist Party bureaucracy, it was terrible contradiction. Because from one hand, they were dictators. They were bureaucrats. But from another hand, big part of them, not everybody, but big part, maybe even the biggest part of them, were real uh, uh, how say, actors of the drama where they were playing a role of the builders of socialism. When these people went to the war, they became heroes. A lot of them were killed.
0: Let's go back to your earlier, your first point. Uh, because there were people at, at the time of Lenin, and certainly uh, as Stalin emerges, who were arguing that you need the pre- what you just said the prerequisites have to be there to build socialism. You can't just build socialism out of mostly feudalism uh, or very primitive capitalism. I mean, people like Plankenoff and others, I believe, argued this. Uh, is, but was it inevitable that once the the Russian Revolution set down that road of trying to build this full fledged socialism? Without the prerequisites, is it inevitable there was a Stalin? I mean, I don't know. People always say if Lenin had lived, uh, you
1: know. I don't. First know. First of all, there is big difference between um, forms of uh, uh, forms of violence in uh, Lenin period and later. Uh, we have statistic. Uh, let's exclude civil war, because civil war was. Uh, bloody situation and during war everybody is killing masses uh, everywhere so uh, after civil civil war it was period when uh, soviet union had extremely deep contradiction between revolution and counter-revolution it was period of isolation of soviet union uh, and blockade from all countries of the world except maybe mongolia so uh, it was permanent attacks from abroad in different forms But it was a few thousand people who were in prison, not killed, by uh, NKVD or GPU, let's say KGB, uh, future KGB. It was, of course, uh, attack on the anti-revolutionary forces, counter-revolutionary forces. But these counter-revolutionary forces were coming with guns and bombs and with army standing on the border of Soviet Russia. So it was struggle. I can say it was an honest struggle of two enemies, brutal, violent struggle, but it was uh, thousands of people who were in prison. Uh, After when Stalin's dictatorship came step by step, and especially in the period of so-called big terror in 1937, millions were in prison, and uh, definitely we can say that 300,000 people were directly killed. Uh, this is statistic which is proved by um, uh, uh, it's a liberal uh, group of people who made uh, Museum of Gulag museum of all these camps. and the estimation is that pure uh, victims of uh, Stalin's terror is uh, 350. Uh, thousand people directly killed and two million and a half who were in uh, prison because of political motives, because it was, of course.
0: The number that's commonly said in the West is closer to 20 million. Uh,
1: You know, typically they put together victims of hunger, victims of uh, everything. Uh, So it's very difficult to say. It's possible to say that we had millions of victims of Yeltsin reforms because the decline of population of Russia was, uh, I don't remember, one million and a half instead of growth of population because of poverty, hunger, direct hunger. In, this is 20th century, end of 20th century, rich country. yeah. And, but uh, formerly nobody was killed by uh, Yeltsin. <laughs> so that's why what we what we will calculate about uh statistic uh, there is very good book of trotsky uh, enemy of stalin mm-hmm. it's a russian book uh, so i don't know whom it's better to read but if you want i then can send you information in english which is available because of about these victims so uh it's terrible in any case two million uh, and a half or three million people up nearly uh, three million people it's enormous amount of victims but i want to stress it was struggle of uh, bureaucracy together with uh, conformists against revolutionists this is another picture which typically is presented and uh, even in this terrible situation we did not have uh, defeat We socialist forces communists in our country we were not completely defeated And especially after victory in the Second World War, the whole world changed. Uh, Now, a few people remember that in all European countries, West European countries, after victory in World War II, was typically union of communists with socialists. And only Marshall Plan destroyed this unity. In France, in other countries, it was a trend to build, maybe not socialism, but definitely very, very left model of capitalism. I uh, don't know, not Biden. Uh, <laughs> something like I don't know whom you can use uh, as example. So, uh, and uh, we had in 1960s in Soviet Union maybe the best period of our history, so called spring otipel, when uh, it is it becoming um, warmer after winter. It's not even spring, but when first time you don't have a lot of snow, uh, ice is transforming into the water. So the beginning, only the first steps. And it was enormous jump everywhere. Uh, When we are talking about Soviet Union, it's interesting. Soviet Union did not give people jeans with the holes in the knee. And of course it's impossible to survive if you don't have jeans for one thousand uh, dollars with brand uh, stamp and with uh, uh, I don't know very good hole because if you have bad hole, it will be ten dollars if you have right type of hole on the knee, you will have uh, you pay one thousand dollars, and you're absolutely happy. So we could not produce such type of jeans we had the shortage of uh, fashion commodities not commodities but fashion commodities in 60s and 70s it was enough bread and so on it was too low prices that's why we had shortage uh, but, uh, we did not build maybe consumer society it's true but what we created during a few decades a few decades only in soviet union on the basis of enthusiasm and new forms of social economic organization we created uh, one of the best or simply the best system of education in the world after all wars and crises and so on where everybody ca- could receive high education for free i am one of the examples i came from very simple family and i without any money any form of uh, corruption uh, became student of um, uh, the best university of russia and it was one of the best in the world moscow state university in 70s in the early 70s it was system of very good health care because life expectancy in soviet union was like in western european countries we had the productivity of labor yes two times less than in the united states but higher than in italy for example we created uh, wonderful space industry aircrafts industry uh, civil aircrafts uh, produced in soviet union occupied 30 percent of the world market of aircrafts and it was created during a few years uh, we had the wonderful results in fundamental science world norm. fantastic art fantastic art and culture for everybody you are five years old guy or boy, you can come to the House of Pioneers and for free you can play music, learn how to play music, any instrument. You can learn how to be wonderful sportsman. You can learn how to be a great creator of new society in pioneer organization. You could whatever you want. I participated in such small regional House of Pioneers on the poor region of Moscow. It was wonderful space for dancing, for singing, for painting, for free. It was a lot of uh, forms of samadhetnism. When people were creating their own forms of art with support of state, with money paid by state, even if they were not very good singers or writers or artists, they could do this, even in villages. So
0: why why did the Soviet Union collapse?
1: ah that's another story but first of all now what let's uh, make a very important uh, accent we had terrible contradictions in soviet union but and we cannot take only good things without bad things but we can think and must think how to separate positive trends and how to solve contradictions, not to take one part, but how to solve contradiction and to build new society as development of trends which we could find in Soviet Union. And trends were very important. It was trend of social liberation, trend of harmonic development of personality, trend of free of charge, access to fundamental resources of life, like apartments, labor, Education, healthcare, and free of charge access to information, by the way. Except bureaucratic dictatorship and so on. So, how to liberate these emancipatory trends from bureaucratic dictatorship? This is key challenge for 21st century socialism. This is well known and what is important now in 21st century, we can find a lot of uh, new uh, objective phenomena, which shows how it can be done. I mentioned already Wikipedia. This is one example only. We have a lot of forms when people are moving from private property to new forms of organization of life. We have even wonderful jokes. But in Soviet Union, we had co-living, co-working, sh- uh, car sharing, uh, and so on. So all these fashion things. So uh, people are moving. And there is an interesting statistic. I have wonderful, very talented master degree student of mine. And she made the comparative analysis of cities with left parties, uh, uh, dominant left parties, and cities with dominant right parties. In cities with dominant left parties, majority use car sharing in public transport, not private cars. This is only one side so and when we are thinking about future socialism uh, and trend moving towards communism we must understand that we have to think about qualitative changes they can grow up inside capitalism but it is it should be qualitative changes it's impossible to give to everybody land lover or rolls royce car impossible and not necessary it's stupid simply it's necessary to create society when everybody will understand. It's better to use uh, green uh, public transport, bike, maybe electro bike. And car is a useless thing.
0: Before we get in- into that conversation, and I, I, I do want to have that conversation. Maybe next uh, in in period. Maybe in the next episode. But what do you say to people that say that the talk of... Uh, all power to the Soviets, the talk of democracy for the workers really became a one-party rule. It became one-party dictatorship. even and and early on there were different factions in the party that really did compete and had votes. and like in the 1920s the, there's a lot of, you know you could say, a kind of democracy in the party itself. but that didn't last. Um, so, what do you say to people that that who's and this is certainly what the the right wing argues in the United States, but not just the right wing, corporate Democrats who who are just as anti-socialist and anti-communist, really, as as the right wing are, and their argument is that this kind of socialism uh, that leads necessarily leads to uh, lack of re- any kind of demo- any kind of. Actual democracy. Never. I'm not saying there's real democracy under capitalism. Let's put that aside, because I think the formal democracy, while it's better than no democracy, it's not much democracy. But they're arguing that history, so far at least, has, and especially the Soviet Union, and they'll say China too, has led to this.
1: Well, first of all, this is a really very important and difficult, complex question, and difficult and complex question. Uh, But uh, to make a small break in our very intensive talk, and I was very intensive, uh, I mentioned one time, I think in our conversations, but it was uh, some years ago, uh, very famous anecdote uh, uh, of Soviet period. American guys come into the Soviet Union. Uh, he meets uh, another Soviet person, a Soviet person and asks, so uh, we have democracy, you don't have democracy in the Soviet Union. I can come in front uh, and stay in front of the White House and say uh, that the uh, President of the United States is son of the beach. Can you do the same? So there are two answers. One answer was the answer of dissident people. They said the Soviet man stands and said, I also can say that President of the United States is son of the bitch. (laughs) So, uh, but it was another variant, which was more typical for ordinary Soviet people. So Soviet guy is asking, okay, I cannot say that Brezhnev is son of the bitch, uh, General Secretary of Communist Party, leader of Soviet Union is son of the bitch, but I can come to the director of my enterprise and say that he is stupid, and he is doing terrible things and i never will lose my job i will continue to work as worker and nobody will take me off uh, will put me off can you do the same in your democratic country so it was part of the truth and uh, we didn't have formal political democracy and formal freedom of speech But uh, it was a lot of forms of the um, control from below on the local level, on the level of enterprise, on the level of region, and so on. And uh, party committee or director of the enterprise didn't have uh, bureaucratic, uh, not no, authoritarian power in the enterprise. It was not so simple.
0: Now, you're talking more after the death of Stalin.
1: Uh, Yes, after. But uh, it was in the 20s. It uh, may until early 30s, and it was after death of Stalin, until 1953. And we had a lot of forms of participation of workers in management, uh, very interesting experiments, autonomous uh, brigades, so-called autonomous teams. This is a Soviet Union experience, first of all. And many other we had some real power of trade unions, for example, distribution of apartments, distribution of free of charge, opportunities for health care, distribution of the uh, addition to the wage, and so on. so it was not nothing it was it was really very bad that we didn't have political democracy, but some forms of economic and social democracy we had it's important so uh, second, uh, why? Uh, Soviet, uh, no, let's say the phone, uh, red line of Soviet development, of development of socialism, line of development towards communism, was defeated by union of conformists and bureaucrats two times. First time uh, uh, this communist line was defeated by uh not even stalin but stalinist uh, restoration of bureaucracy of bureaucratic power in the 1930s and big terror but it was not complete uh, defeat of communist line and it was not complete victory of conformists and uh, bureaucracy but second time in uh, late 1970s again conformism and bureaucrats came together And they defeated socialism because for conformist people, um, consumer society and market is an adequate form of their existence. Uh, If we want to move uh, towards communism, I will use the word communism. If we want to move towards communism, we must have step by step growth of enthusiasm, social creativity, uh, real democracy and so on. It's imp- uh, socialism is impossible to build. Socialism is necessary to grow up like tree from below by mass creativity, by creativity of the masses. And this is main lesson of the Soviet Union. And the more we have real appatu- uh, basis uh, for this self activity of the people, the more we have guarantees against the bureaucratic degradation of uh, socialist strength. This is my answer. It's not very simple, but I cannot give another one. (laughs) Uh,
0: Do you imagine, as let's say, you could have a progressive movement uh, of a scale in one of these advanced capitalist countries, which is what Marx and Engels always said was a prerequisite for socialism, was actually advanced capitalism? could you imagine, I, I can't actually, maybe the question answers itself. They're clearly, their multi-party system continues. There's no evidence a single-party system can, can remain democratic.
1: Well, first of all, the uh, idea of Soviets was not idea of uh, uh, parties. The idea was to move uh, beyond uh, parties and uh, beyond this formal system and to build a presentation of uh, people's interests through uh, organization of elections in the uh, regions and working places. Uh, People working together in uh, in the enterprise or people who who are working together in social movement or organization or in the region they are creating uh, networks associations who send their representatives to the soviet let's say parliament not parties and the the power belongs not to professional politicians who are based on the bureaucratic apparatus of the party the power the, the delegates members of parliament let's say represents real networks I represent Union of Enterprises, I represent uh, Greens, I represent Women Movement, I represent citizens of this big region. And if this uh, Union of Enterprises or this Green Movement thinks Buzgalin is a terrible member of parliament, we don't like his activity, they will change instead of Buzgalin will be Ivanov or Smith or, I don't know, Makarov or anybody else. I'm not a professional politician, I'm simply the voice of the organization. And if I want to elaborate law or to make expertise, I'm not alone and I'm based not on the professional bureaucrats. I ask this Green Movement, please, all together, millions of people, make ex- expertise together with the wonderful experts. Is this project green or it's not green, it's dirty? Or with labor code. I ask trade union, make expertise. So, this is the idea of representative democracy uh, based on the below networking, uh, grassroots networking. And this is the idea of socialism. And transitional period, of course, this is the most difficult question. Because when, uh, and I think it's necessary to stop here because we are talking too much, it's nearly one hour. It's very interesting for me, but it will be impossible to listen so much. So uh, (laughs) the key question, uh, why uh, Lenin, let's say, had victory and why Allende or some other people in Latin America didn't have victory. They took victory in the elections. And then they said, it's necessary to keep everything perfect like it was before. Uh, Liberals, social democrats, uh, socialists, communists, let's have pure democratic competition. But who has real power in economy? Capital. One vote, multi, one vote of capitalist Busgalin. Hey, no, I don't want. One vote of capitalist Smith. <laughs> Multiple uh, so on uh, I don't know, one hundred millions of dollars. We'll give not one vote. We'll give, I don't know, maybe one million of votes. And one vote of Busgalin will have uh, will be again one vote of busgalin so if you keep power of capital in economy you definitely have victory of right wing political forces in uh, so called uh, democratic elections even if there is nothing as manipulation but manipulation definitely will take place yeah so this is idea of dictatorship of proletariat uh, abolition of capital, uh, of bourgeoisie class is not killing of bourgeoisie. The idea is, if you are owner of the enterprise, I don't know, metal steel factory, and you're a good entrepreneur, great, you will be director of this enterprise. You'll have wage 10, maybe 20 times more than workers, but not 1,000 times more like in Russia now. Uh, and uh, you will have right to vote. Together with all collective, and if this still factory workers, engineers, will decide that you, former owner, is a great guy, you are thinking about enterprise, not about your money, you will be our delegate in the parliament. No problem. But you will represent our collective, and if you will think about yourself, not about our factory, we will tell go out, we will send worker Ivanov to, to the parliament. Yeah, so this is idea of... Uh, the abolition of bourgeoisie class uh, but if you want to be one of the factory in mixed economy under the socialist uh, in the after victory of left forces, you will not have right to vote. This is the idea of democ- of proletariat uh, dictatorship and uh, marx Engels, and then lenin said we are honest people bourgeoisie says that uh, bourgeois system is democracy we don't uh, think so this is dictatorship of capital in the form of democracy and we don't want to create image that we are pure democrats in the transitional period we must defeat bourgeoisie and we honestly says we honestly say it should be dictatorship of proletariat with much more democracy for working people than they ever had but for bourgeoisie no democracy You want to work as ordinary people together, you can participate in political process. You want to be uh, owners of factories. Transitional period is mixture of private property on one hand and social property on another hand. If you want to be owners, you have money, but you don't have political power. This is the rules of the game. And when we have socialism, we don't have owners of uh, factories. We don't have bourgeoisie, and we don't have working class, by the way. Socialism is abolition of the working class because we don't have more wage labor. And what is socialism without wage labor? It's next session. Okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a good good beginning of the conversation. Thanks very much, Alexander.
1: Thank you. It was great, and I'm sorry for my maybe too emotional uh, presentation. but. This <laughs> is extremely uh, deep and um, uh, how to say, uh, very nervous even question for us. This is very important question for us. We have uh, new forms of struggle. We have, again, people who are arrested. I want to use, by the way, uh, this final minute. It was a lot of uh, debates about Navalny uh, and his arrest and so on. But uh, one of my colleagues... Nikolai Platoshkin, professor of university, chief of the department. Uh, he initiated movement uh, for the new socialism. He was uh, uh, one year arrested in his flat without uh, opportunity even to leave and to walk in the garden. Uh, he is not young, he had problems with heart. One year, he was waiting when it will be caught. And after that, a few, two weeks ago, he received five years of prison, and only because of the terrible uh, struggle around, they, they said, it's Uslovna. So he is arrested, but he lives in the uh, apartments, and he cannot have normal work. He cannot... He, and what is he?
0: He's charged with what?
1: Yeah, so I don't remember this English equivalent. But he is not in the prison, but he has status of the prisoner. Yeah, house arrest. Not house arrest. He can leave house even, but he uh, is defeated in his rights. He cannot participate in elections. Uh-huh. He he must come to police every weekend to say that I'm here. I didn't leave country and so on.
0: And, and what what was he convicted of? What's the crime?
1: Uh, that he said openly, "I want to be president of the Russia and I will build socialism." Uh, so it was said that he's is extremist. Uh-huh it was like a theoretical presentation I can say Uh, so this is example how it's uh, organized in Russia and by the way this is example of the democracy of the Western media they will never create company in defense of platushkin freedom of speech is uh, not zero but Something like very very small, like a mosquito. Yeah,
0: they 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 rally around someone who's pro-Western. They don't yeah, care yeah. about well, any, any other part of the yeah, opposition.
1: they create space for this mosquito in the mass media, uh, but not for elephant uh, who will fight against tiger of liberalism. So, but let's build elephant. Let's uh, grow up elephant of left movement. Thank you very much, Paul. It was great.
0: Uh, thanks, Alexander, and thank you for joining us on the analysis.news. Don't forget the donate button and all the other buttons.